This is the Friday Night Fan Night on the People's Football Podcast. This week, we welcome a Manchester United fan and a Manchester City fan as they go head-to-head freshly after the Manchester derby where Manchester City once again came out on top. We hope you enjoy. back to the People's Football Podcast. This is the second instalment of the Friday Night Fan Night. I'm hoping I got that name wrong, otherwise Martin's going to be telling us off, because this is actually the first show he's let me host by myself. So Martin, I'll hopefully do you proud. Another little news that we've got for the podcast is last week's guest for this spin-off, Josh Texera. A decision that wasn't made by me, was made above my head. I don't know why someone decided to do this. He's joining the panel as a co-host for this spin-off. So Josh, who was meant to be co-hosting today, proves how useless he is and has actually decided to move house. So he's going to be late for his first show he's co-hosting. Lads, what do you think of that? Well, I wouldn't be having it. I wouldn't be having it if I were here, personally. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't either. His first show is empty co-hosting. He's let me down. Priorities, he's getting them all wrong. He's, he's moving house with his with his girlfriend. He's finally moved in with us, so I hope he prepares for the arguments and the, the fight he's got coming for him. <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed anyway, Josh. But I'll introduce the next two guests on the spin-off show as, well, last week we decided to go over two big clubs. We went with Liverpool and Chelsea. Cool. So I thought we had to take it down a notch and get two two smaller clubs on. This so is yeah, you're I'm a Man United fan and a Man City fan. So, Connor, which club do you support? I support the, the better half of Manchester, uh, the red half. I'm a United fan. Not even from the red half. Sam, uh, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you're the Manchester <laughs> City supporter. Yeah, I am indeed. Yeah, so I am, I am. And, and see, because you're smiling and uh, Connor's looking a little bit sad after the week. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, well, lads, welcome. welcome to the show. This is the second spin-off. I'm sure I, I filled in with all the rules, but... This is your show. You you come on, talk about your clubs. You're only the right, the third and fourth guests I've had on it. So it's a work in progress. So hopefully you don't ruin it and start fighting each other within five minutes and we've got to stop the show and that's a spin. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say anything to you. Sorry, yeah. well, I, I wouldn't put it past you, to be fair. <laughs> well, yeah, we are seeing each other after this. And, uh, so it could get a bit heated, but... Okay, so a little fight later instead and not in the mm. show. No. Nah. Right, so we're going to start where we always will start the show is, and I'm going to come to you, Sam, first. Yep. All I want, you've got three minutes to do so, and the clock's starting as soon as I say go. Tell me what made you fall in love with Manchester City. Ready? Go. So I've been a City fan all my life. My dad's a City fan. My granddad's a City fan. Uh, I think I went to my first game, properly at the stadium, at eight years old. Um you know, being City, it means a lot more than being United, you know. It's a bit, a bit of a tight community, you know. We've um, been through a lot. I remember, I didn't really realise the significance of uh, 9320 until um, until I really saw my parents, my, my dad crying, my granddad crying, you know. It's, it's things like that that we experience that they, they don't feel, you know. Um, we're just, it's, it's a great club to support, man. Um, the success at the moment has been incredible. 
Um, but the club still feels rooted in what it's come from. You'll find the most City fans, they're pretty humble, pretty down to earth. We're not, we're not bragging like the majority of these, these Reds, where, whether it's Liverpool, United, you know, Chelsea, like see, it's, it's what it is. And sometimes you might take them, they might take a mick out of us, but you know, we're, we're City, we don't mind. Little, little City, that's how we are. Yeah. So that was actually in a minute and three seconds. So well done. Let's see if Connor can beat it in a minute. But I'm just going to touch on, like you said, you were eight years old when you first started City. So in them eight years, were you supporting Manchester before they got the money? No, nah, I've always been a City fan. <laughs> I've little T-shirt. He's a baby, you know. Yeah, fair play. So yeah. obviously, I know you're up, up in Newcastle for uni. Do you get yeah. to go to many games or is that sort of... Yeah, uh, I, was, I was in Newcastle away. I've been in Palace this yeah. year. Um, I've been to three games this year so far. I mean, now it's a trek, but like, yeah, last year I went to a third of the games. So. Yeah, I yeah. know. I can imagine it's hard good. when you're obviously not not local, but expensive on the trains and stuff. In it, so yeah, yeah, the real supporters will do it. <laughs> so Connor, one minute and three seconds. Let's see if you can prove to us that you love Man United more than Sam loves Man City. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Well, I got into United when when I was young, when I was about three years old, and it's a bit of an unorthodox way to get into it, considering my dad is an Arsenal fan. Um, <clears throat> however, um, my neighbours brought around these kits, and I fell in love with it ever since. I followed them, followed them wherever. Although I've not been to many games myself because I can't really afford it at the moment. Um, I've, it's all about the history, the 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 ninety nine, the the Fergie era, and all. We're not having a great time at the moment, but it still will will still always be the bigger club in Manchester. It doesn't matter what city do. Maybe after hundred years, but we'll still always Manchester will always be red in my eyes. And and there's there's all the legends have played for us, and everyone wants. We still have to pull that attraction as a club, even though we're not doing not doing as as well. 51 seconds, well done. So you both all beat, all beat the three-minute mark. Maybe <laughs> actually to talk about your minute, your team for three minutes might not be a bad thing if you cared. So maybe it was a trick uh, little game. But obviously, I'm here, Newcastle fan, as all the listeners know. <clears throat> and I made it very obvious of where my opinions stand. This, is, this show isn't for me to do that. That's the main show. But I am going to put it out there that maybe... I might come across a little bit biased towards the blue side of Manchester because of the hate, hatred Newcastle fans often have for <laughs> United. But I'll try my best not to. And it's your show. It's you two against each other. So we're going to move on straight away. And this, we're going to jump straight two feet in, to be fair. I'm going to let you talk. I want to know your feelings of the other club now. How you feel when someone brings up Man City or when you play in Man City or when you see a Manchester City fan walking down the street. So obviously you both lived in Manchester, yeah, all your life until you moved away for uni. Not, not me, no. I'm no. Out near Leeds. So yeah, Leeds. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Jesus, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so Leeds in the championship. You're a Manchester City fan. Makes makes a lot of sense. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming for you next, Mister. Uh, my dad's an Arsenal fan. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, so go on then, Connor. Do you want to start feelings yeah. towards Manchester City? I, I, it's, it's honestly it's just hatred every time I've, I've lived in Great Manchester all my life and um, 
and you go you go into you go into town and obviously there's you see some city shirts around and it just every time I see one I just nudge my mate and just go see a child in a city shirt you go he's not their dad's not brought him up very well has he something like, like all their parents haven't brought them up and it's just I, I hate them I hate them with a passion I can't I can't describe it it's, with the derby at the weekend as well it made, it's just made, it enraged me um, and I don't admire them one bit. I just think they're oil merchants and I'd never even heard of them until 2012, to be honest. I honestly thought our rivals were, were Liverpool before, before them. Um, Is that much back when you did in your club? Yeah, I'd, uh, and then, um, and yeah, it's just, it just really, every t- oh, some of my, I've got a few mates that are City fans obviously being in and around Great Manchester and they just they just give it the biggins every time they win and I, uh, Sam said Sam said they were humble but I've not experienced much of this you're acting like the biggins like you know you, you haven't been doing it for like 40 years previous you know so uh, to, uh, to be fair to be fair but I, I just can't I can't stand it I actually can't stand them like, even when you or, or Josh wears a city shirt to train and it just winds me up every time I see I'll you I'll tonight for you I know you won't. You'll have you'll have this one on, but the listeners can't see, like. But Connor, you are actually wearing a sky blue top at the moment. Yeah, it's the, only, it's, it's the only it's the only sky blue I'll ever wear. Um, yeah, we joined we joined an intramural team last season, and um, there was a vote as to what colour the kit should be, and I was outnumbered by City fans, so we ended up getting a sky blue kit, and we've just received it now, and it's got a badge on, Sestrogs rock and roll. Uh, didn't didn't uh, we lost one game the whole last season? What was it? Two trophies, Sam or something? Just yeah, just a good, yeah. just a big bit of a good season for us last season. Yeah, so obviously, so, yeah. you are before like the listeners probably don't know yet, but you are mates. But I can sense yeah. a little bit of tension between each other. <laughs> can I go back what you said about until twenty twelve? We didn't really know about Man City. Yeah, it speaks volumes that. It does, it does, but it does, yes. <laughs> from where from where you've come, it, it does speak volumes. But how you've got there is, is oh, it's just it's, it, every we're, time we're, I fill we're, up, we're a mid mid table team for that. Yeah, but every time now I fill up my car, your transfer budget is going up. Well, when you win, mate, it goes up. You know, there's lots of that at the moment. Just keep winning. Just it's like it's like you back in the day, you know. I mean, no, no one has success without spending. Like the only reason Liverpool had their success, uh, like four years ago, spending same with Blackburn, yeah. same with mm-hmm. Hughes. Thing is, mate, they're still spending though. Like we are still spending. They've still got the teams worth more. Than out on the, just... on the main show, that's going to go out. It's it's, it's going to go out tonight. Actually, this is Tuesday when we're recording. We recorded that on Sunday after the derby, and we pointed out that Man City have spent. Uh, it's very similar to Man United. Yeah, I think we've. I think we've spent more to be honest. Yeah, and that's what it's frustrates me the really most. Is. Look at your squad, and you, you wouldn't think so, like because uh, yeah. there's, there's not just, one player I'd take out of that squad that I'd put in the Newcastle team. To be fair, it's like, a poor recruitment process. But you, you have just had back to back to back to back. I you think know, Sanchez, Founder, Kelly, in the pie. Yeah, Di Maria. You've got yeah. the, the list. The list goes on, doesn't it? It's like it's just they're just trying okay. to buy the big like big name players which for what frustrates me you see Liverpool they bought Van Dijk from Southampton yes he was a record transfer but he was still at Southampton they bought they bought Firmino was it from Hoffenheim and it, like you've bought you've bought Bernardo Silva from Monaco you've built your club up on little players that fit the system that the manager wants to play in whereas we yeah. are just buying big name players and it just frustrates me every time you see a big name in the transfer market they're always linked to us and then sometimes we get them and it just makes it even worse Sometimes I think I think your problem is in, in your senior positions. You've got people who aren't football, like yeah, 
people like you've, you've got people like Edward Wood who are all business people money people yeah and so it's really just it's you can blame all the glazers you want but it's not really it's, the spending that the glazers are doing wrong it's who they're keeping in power yeah, and they're just yeah. accepting mediocrity it's who they're spending Actually, on, isn't yeah. it? I could not agree more it's all it's all about to, it's all up to them it's all about like how many shirts are they going to sell in certain countries how many shirts how much money are they going to make from it and yeah and it's probably interesting to see how when people get that big money move for five hundred thousand pounds, like you said, Sanchez is on. That's he's made it at that point. He's made it in life, and he's made yeah. it in every way. So yeah. it, it's probably right that they sort of lose the hunger. Go on, then, Sam. Your turn. How do you feel about United? Obviously, some nice little words there. F- feeling a bit sorry for Connor. So face <laughs> him a little bit. Yeah. So with United, it's just accepting mediocrity at the moment. They're just li- they're living in the past. They've been, they've been doing this the last 10 years now. All they, all they can talk about is what they've done in the past. Um, they're, spending, they're spending the same amounts of money, if not more money than they were before, but they just can't keep up. The managers aren't as good. The sporting project isn't as good. I mean, the fans aren't as good. You can just see from the weekend, mate, they're all half gone for like 30 minutes into the game, lads. Like, you wouldn't see any City fans be doing that. I think, I think, you You Incredible away fans. You are not. If you were four 0 down to a robot at half time, I think you'd I think you'd leave. As Mate, well. I've seen City fans in the away end down like five 0 to you like twenty years ago. They were still singing, "We we never went at home, we never went away." You know, like half hour songs are about losing. It's just you got to embrace it. You guys are just it's like Barca last year when they went played was it Frankfurt after their stadium was full of opposite fans. You know these big oh, yeah. clubs. I think I clubs. think no, but I think with the with the. Uh, uh, the away fans at City, they'll all be season ticket holders, and they'll all be they'll all be from past. And what I think it is is that, that they're so used worse, to, though. yeah, I but they're so used through. they're so used to that winning, like they've won for so many years, and now they're losing. They just they can't handle it. They think we should be doing better, and they don't like they can't accept it as a, as a United fan, so they just leave. I think like which isn't it shouldn't be like that, but I think I think it is. No, I've seen City had thirty thousand fans going to like League One games. You know, mm. like this is this is what's different between City and United. Like I've the, met. The, the, the culture. It's always interesting because the stereotype of City is that empty stadium, like empty yeah. heads. Mm. But it is it, you are right. It is wrong. It, it, it was never like that in the past, and it's sort of a similar story in Newcastle. Like now we've got we've got the riches, we've got we're up and coming sort of thing. You was experienced that in two thousand and nine with when the um like when your current owners came in. Yeah. So it's sort of I know I know what you're getting at, Sam, about like people don't realise that there was supporters before he's actually started winning. So with United, it's the opposite now. They went from I being... mean, we, we held the record for biggest match attendance for like 80 odd years, however long it was, like yeah. 90 plus thousand people main road. So, yeah. Connor, anything about to uh, with? Um, well, I saw a stat actually the other day that was um, stadium uh, percentage filled. And I think West Ham were first with 99.9%, which I thought was ridiculous. And then United was second, and I think City was fourteenth this season, which is quite hard to believe. Um, but then they have got a big stadium, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it did actually surprise me that United was second, um, considering the they meant to boycott Liverpool, um, and they just we've just not been doing as well. Um, it's that global but, pool, it just keeps bringing. It, that's well, that's what I mean. When you get bigger, you'll experience it. When you get bigger, the, your brand builds and you'll get fans yeah. like that. But I've, I've seen, seen it now when I go City games, it's the yeah. same. It's the same thing. Yeah, you and it's like both it. sides. I've seen. I'm, I've met. I've met diehard City fans that, that like the first time I'm, um, I met a diehard City fan. I was like, wow, like like they're not like, like they're not 
plastic do you know what I mean like they, they actually they care so much and then I've been and then one of my um A-level P teachers was a diehard United fan he'd been to every game every game since 82 or something like every United game he'd been to every final every semi-final he travelled abroad he, and he now takes his sons and it's like that's that's what people don't see with 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 the big clubs and I, I get you and it's funny because I know we've we've sort of got it coming like at Newcastle we, we've got the Obviously, we've always been a big club. I'll always argue that, but having the riches, having the sort of the looking forward and the good stuff that's coming, you you don't want that expectation that you've got to win every game. And I think United fans, you've always have. And I don't, I don't know about you, Connor, and I don't know about you, Sam, but I don't get the protests at United. Like, like you said, like Sam said, the Glazers are spending money. We we were protesting, Everton are protesting, West Ham were protesting years ago because yeah. their owners weren't spending money and were spending what they were doing was they were taking money out of the club. You guys are yes, they're taking money out of the club. I get that, but you're still spending money. You're still trying to compete. So what is the protest about? It's it's, it's horrendous. I don't really understand some of them because um, um, most of them are sat there wearing shirts that like they that they bought from the club shop and they they don't and they're not. They don't want to go to the the matches, even though they've bought the tickets. But then they'll say it's because of the the TV um, rights. And if the the stadiums are empty, the the TV um, don't want to show it, which is the main thing, I guess. But there's 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 not enough um, fans behind that, and there's there's it's the problem of the recruitment process. Like the you, you, the evidence is there itself. The money's getting piled in. Um, it's just the the wrong players are coming in, and the worst decision that they ever made was to sack Mourinho. Um, what for what he did with the players he had um, and he said it himself um, and I love that man um, and he yeah he got he got a second and I think he won the Europa League uh, with us and it's done it and he, they they got rid of him and he's uh, it's just it's just stupid yeah the problem so, is you can just see the culture within the dressing room and I don't think it's always to do the talent because yeah players like Fred and we've been battling out between players for a long time now I keep seeing every time but players like Fred, I think it'd be unbelievable in our system. Like I remember when we played Shakhtar, the guy was. I think he's unreal. world class. You'll you'll back me up yeah. on this. I I I yeah, always I talk about Fred. Um, I really I, rate Fred. Yeah. Yeah. And um and yeah, I, it's become a joke now. Every time, every I, I always put a bet on Fred to score because I love him that much. <laughs> but um, but no, I think yeah, it's just one of them. Like if it, if they play in a different, if they play under a different manager, like there's different personalities in the dressing room, a different team culture they'd perform so much better. But because there are so many big names in there, big characters, it just doesn't work. It's it's interesting that you said, Fred, because it, there's a lot of your players that in this side, like Sancho, like I think Anthony's doing all right at the moment, but you've got other players like Martial and Rashad who if they went to any other club, they probably probably would be doing decent. And like Sam said, he, he'd take Fred. I'm not Newcastle, I think I'd take, I'd take Rashad. I'd take Sancho. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's it, really. And I know we. Well, don't, the problem is, God Sam. the culture together. Yeah. yeah, just doesn't work. Like I think, give Ten Hag two years, it'll be completely different. But they've had the managers, who've had a big dressing room. So when you just keep bringing in big players, big players, big players, it yeah. does that. Will Ten Hag last? Personally, last two years. I hope yeah. so. I hope so, because that's his process. You can see he's trying to he's trying to get rid of the uh, well, not get rid, but sort of. Tone down the big personalities. He's got in. He's got in the youngsters like Malassia and Anthony, um, and Martinez. And I like. Yeah. I really like Martinez. That drive he has just to win, um, the pure desire he has. Obviously, 
um, when he loses, he, he's not happy as either. Um, but it's yeah, it's just I hope he stays. I really do. Okay, so obviously we've mentioned it a few times already, but the, there was a big game at the weekend. Um, well, the second biggest game of the weekend. Newcastle weekend <laughs> was the biggest. <laughs> You're not putting the North London derby. There's three derbies <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Forget about them. Newcastle Fulham was more important. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Right, I'm a, I don't know. I don't know. I might be deluded, Jordy, as everyone says. But, um, so, obviously, there was a derby. Had the had the Newcastle versus Fulham was the big game, but the derby on the Sunday was the second biggest game. Manchester City versus Man United. So, who wants to go first? Does it want to be the, the winner or the loser? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Come on, then. Come Tom on. can put a Mr. bit of a line well, I actually watched the the first half at work on my phone, um, because um, I needed to work too far. Um, but it was it was it was horrendous to watch. I was sat there wincing every time City got the ball in our third. I didn't I didn't think we particularly played as bad as we have against say Brentford or Brighton. But it's just what can you do when that man's in the box? It's it's when when De Bruyne is putting in perfect ball. Um, one that you can't defend and you've got a world-class striker who's who's on track to score 60 goals how do you and, and he's just sticking him in the back of the net every opportunity he gets it's like what do you do and it, it was just the first half was horrendous to watch and when Varane went off I winced because I honestly thought Harry Maguire was going to come on and that would have honestly I thought it would have been 10 at that point but luckily Lindelof came on um, because Maguire was uh, injured wasn't he so um, uh, yeah and then the second half was I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say better from United. I thought City just um, uh, City knew they were, knew they'd won. They sort of dropped off a bit. Anthony, Anthony, it was a good good finish from Anthony to be fair. Um, and then when Fred and Martial came on again, Fred was he? It doesn't he didn't care. He was he was um, four or five one down. He was on he was on the pitch running about, and it was it was yeah. his desire to get to the ball and then go past. Um, I think it was a Kanji to have a shot, and then Martial nodded it in. And then Marshall scored a penalty again, which, to be fair to him, I've I've liked seeing him back since his injury because he was doing well in pre-season. But apart from part, the defending wasn't defending was was poor, but it it wasn't it wasn't bad if you know what I mean. It, it, it you just can't. I I just don't understand how you can defend against Foden, who's on top of his game, Haaland, who is I think someone needs to unplug him, and. Um, <laughs> And De Bruyne, who's putting in just stupidly good balls every opportunity. And I actually saw a clip um, of him putting in the same balls for Jesus and Jesus missing them. And it was the exact same ball he put in for Haaland and Haaland just tapped it in. And it's just like, and Haaland said it himself in the game interview, when De Bruyne is putting in perfect balls and as long as he makes a perfect run, it's a goal. Did you expect to get Pete going in? Or like, no. was, it, like, was it frustrating coming out of it, or was it more it, you expected that? It was, it was frustrating. I was like, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting much. I was expecting a performance that was worthy of a derby. Yeah, from us, a bit, of, bit of desire that we lacked. Again, we 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 conceded the first goal early and heads went down, and that's not what you want to see in a derby. Um, I was, I was expecting a close game to be fair, but yeah. looking back at it, maybe I was a bit delusional. Um, with obviously with Harlan starting up top, but but Bournemouth managed to keep keep him out, which is what which is what's frustrated me. Um, but 
it was just uh, it was a nightmare and the chats were going off and it's like, oh where's Connor hiding and all this <laughs> lot in the chats oh, it's just it's just it was just horrendous to watch and I just it just that um makes you down all night I was just, just sat there just like oh, what is going on I didn't even enjoy the whatever game was on after that the Leeds game that was quite a fiery one I was just it was just so sad I was just uh, uh, yeah it, it destroyed me go on then Sam before before we go for a break come on rub it in I was getting tired of the group chats I can tell you that but, <laughs> yeah no nah, I, I thought it'd be a close I thought it'd be a much harder game than that you know coming into it you know I had to come off a good run in the last three years, they've had a good set of effort in in the Manchester derby. You know, they've they've, they've won some games, got some good results out of it. They always just seem to turn up for it because the the way they used to play on the social was like the perfect way to play against us. You know, here's on the break, Rashford goes banging the goal. It's like Tottenham done to us every year. You know, and um, I just the worst thing any Premier League team that that let us get Haaland this year was the worst thing that could have happened because he just. But just someone to get on the end of the balls, man. It's incredible. He's going to break records this year. It's going to be disgusting. But there were four City fans on that pitch at some point yesterday. And then I look at the other team, Rashford, and stuff like that. I just didn't see the same, you know, the same desire. Yeah. Like you saw, you saw Phil. It meant everything to him when he scored that goal. He was he was running about, kissing the badge. Same with like the rest of them, and like Harlan City fan. And same with Gomez. And uh, Palmer came on afterwards, and there was just a, there was just a fire, the desire there. You just didn't see it. Like, that was it. Did not look like a derby for Manchester United at all. And it's it's just it seems to be the way that they're just lacking something in their club in the dressing room. I mean, I remember reading reports afterwards about Martinez and and um, Bruno shouting at the end in the in the dressing room, and it's just like where was that on the pitch? They yeah. just didn't see it. You you know what I mean? It's just. The, the way your club is at times, you just look good for three weeks and then it just all falls apart again. You're just not mentality. You don't no. have it. Like, yeah. we've become mentality monsters recently. You've seen us come back from, like, loads and loads and loads of games recently. Like, Newcastle, we were looking at Villa last game of the season last year. Just, you know, and even when they even when they scored the goals, Anthony scored an absolute screen, but hands down, unreal. Unreal, unreal goal. Soft penalty. The other one was just a bit bad defending. But you could just see we brought on five players and just lost tempo a bit. But it... it yeah, I could you that score line. I could agree more with you. It could it could have been ten, couldn't it? But I was watching. I was thinking, I was thinking, if this isn't, if this, like, I, I was, I was begging that it was going to be eight nil or something because I would like to see Connor <laughs> come on here and cry today and all the United fans. But it was a good, it was good to see because I quite like Anthony and I think I said it from the start when he came that he'd, he'd be an exciting player to see play in the Premier League. So him scoring was good. Martial getting a few goals was good, but. That scoreline, like you look at a six-three, it's not one that's going to be in the really in the history book books, bar no. the two hat tricks, because you remember the six-one. Remember that one, for example. Yeah, no one forgets yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, no one does. Kind of, it's Sam's all over. So yeah, but like, it's, it's people like Bruno. What has happened? Oh, I, honestly, I, I can't do. stand them. I can't yeah. stand. Honestly, them. before I've always said technically he's actually quite poor. He gives the ball away a lot. He has a lot of really bad passes. And he just got really good stats, but even he's not getting anything now. He just it's, it's his there. first his first it's season current. his first season was quality, and then all of a sudden now he's diving, he's moaning. Like I, I don't like if you get fouled and the ref doesn't give it, why don't you just get up and get on with it and uh, sit yeah. there complaining? Like that's what that's what really winds me up. There's no there's no like he loses the ball, his hands go up in the air. There's no drive to get it back. Um, 
there's no there's no drive anywhere and that's what I liked when we had Cavani up top at least he was willing to run even though yeah yeah and that's what I like about saying Martinez and Fred they're just like they will if they lose the ball they'll go get it back yeah um but you need a team of 11 players that are going to do that and that's what you luxury players like I remember when we played PSG there's too many luxury players on that pitch yeah and and it's the same with you you really are yeah yeah, but we have them. We have Bernardo. You know, yeah. we have these players, but they but, they they get you watch that man. He sprints for everything. Yeah, but they, they also will, they, they will lose that, the ball. Sprint. That's what I admire about Pep. He's he's instilled into them that if you are going to win games, you need yeah. to do the dirty work, and that's and that's what that's what big players and big egos don't understand. It's not all about them, and it's it's about it's about the team, and it just frustrates me sometimes. And you've got it nailed down to a T. And although I don't like well. I, well, no, I I call Pepper ball fraud. I do I do like his <laughs> I do like his philosophy and the way he plays. Um, but I I do have my critics about that man. I think Pep's a genius. I'm, I'm gonna argue yeah. that. I think yeah. I I didn't before before he came out after the Newcastle game and said how impressed he was with us. I was a bit like like kind of ball fraud, but he's always had that sort of thing over me that he's. Like if if I can read his book, like I know me and Connor obviously doing sports coaching uh, degree, both on on the same thing. Obviously, me working at the foundation. If I could read his book, it'd be dream come true sort of thing. Cause it's unbelievable. But no, lads, that's been fantastic. We are going to quickly take a quick break. Some sponsor stuff. I think Steph's going to write some stuff up. Who so Steph's out of a co-host. She's going to write some stuff to go in the middle. But when we come back, we're going to take the anger and maybe the feistiness up a level. I think it's been a little bit too nicey nice. <laughs> After the break, bring your A game, get ready to fight. Nobody likes silence, right? Could your business fill in that gap in our podcast? We are still looking for a sponsor for our brand new spin off show. So if that could be you, please reach out. You will feature in every spin-off episode on our social medias and on our website. Please reach out. So I know I said Josh was joining us later, but on his first ever co-host and podcast site, he's meant to be helping us out with. Yeah, no sure. So that's uh, a week of his wage getting docked, I tell you that much. Now, Josh, I hope it's all going well moving in. I hope you're enjoying your first day. Uh, Couple of nights. We'll see you soon. Right, lads. So, first half done. A little bit uh, nice and nice, but it's good to see that rivals can get on. Can I know if you had any castle and a Sunder fan there? I think heads would be chopped off by yeah, now. Yeah, be throws, yeah. 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 I, I don't think that laptop that and Sam would be there. I think it would have been punched and <laughs> God knows what else TV, sorry. Um, so, we're going to move on to the next little point there. So, all I want to do is I want you two to just go at this. Who is the bigger team? Who is the bigger club? Oh, it's it's United. Don't tell me it's not because it because it is. Um, I don't. We um, you're gonna say you're gonna say oh it's history, 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 history. But it is, and that's how you that's how you determine how big a club is. It's what you've won. It's 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 the players you manage to bring in. Um, and we have a global pool which says it all because we are massive. Um, and I can't. And City are just small. You know what? I'm I'm willing to accept that. On no, term, on term, because in if you if you're talking about overall everything, 
United, you just can't compete. You know, they've been doing it for so still? long. Now. Still a bigger club at this moment in time? I've got to say, there's some point something's got to change. They, they keep talking about this mentality. I see Keane talking about it. I see them all talk about Rio, Neville. They say that eventually we, we will never be able to become what United is. And you're so slowly seeing that that is not the case. You know, this year we made the second highest revenue of any club in football, just behind Real Madrid. You know, um, we're, we're now, we're in Champions League, getting to the final, semi-final every single season. You guys are even in it every other year, you know. Like, there's going to be a point where, you know, all these fans around the globe, they're just going to stop following you. They're just going to stop being interested because you know what they're like. They're not proper fans. They're fickle. We've had time. we've had the greatest ever manager to ever grace the earth. That's Pep Guardiola, mate. No, it's not. Save that argument for later. Save that argument for later. That's a different <laughs> point there. So save that argument for later, boys. <laughs> We Come are, on. we're just like, we, we're huge. The, the, I can't, I've got no other, no other points really, apart from we, we have the biggest pull of all clubs in the Premier League. Maybe, maybe Liverpool is, is bigger than, uh, not, not bigger than us, but is as, almost as big as us with, um, how many, I think they've won 20 Premier League titles now. We've won, we've won, um, 20, um, Premier League titles. Um, we've won three, three European clubs. Um, it's just it's 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 um it's just it's just it explains itself. You haven't won a Champions League in the next in the next thirty years, mate. Yeah, we'll be ahead of you. Like, still, you know, it, it won't we'll maintain that because um, mediocrity will not ca- will not keep you growing. You know, it's like any normal business. You're not just going to keep growing and growing and growing with failure. You know, like you're going to lose your customers, with your fans. You know, you're gonna. You're just going to end up being another mediocre mid-table club eventually. If you keep missing out on Champions League, you're going to run out of money. You're already in debt. You think 30 years? So I think hey, no, not even that, lad. Not even that, we'll come back to this. Once, once, once <laughs> you win the Champions League once, that's going to be it. Because it's going to be over. All, the, all these, like, um, Yaya Torre voodoo, all this and that, you know. It's going to be like, the, the players aren't going to have as much pressure on them every single time we go. It's like Real Madrid. You see them. They're just, there's no pressure. Because mm. it's Real Madrid. You, you know, go that uh, mentality. Uh, yeah, but you go to Villa and you get mocked by their fans, saying uh, the uh, champions of Europe. You'll never sing that. You go mate, to they're, Forest. They're, they're, you go to Leeds. Cow, they they won their trophy. Actually, not Leeds. Like World War One. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. I, I'd argue. I'd argue Leeds are a bigger club um, than than City. Uh, In what way? We have more trophies. You know, we've got a bigger stadium. Uh, they've won, they've, we, we, we've got we make more money than them. We have a bigger global reach than them. In what way is that they're a bigger team than us? They've been champions of Europe. We've been right. They, they've, if they if they won if they won a, a, a no 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 no, no not Leeds Champions but they've got League. no no sorry sorry that's my I was going to say because we won the Champions Cup we've actually won something in Europe we've not won anything in Europe we have won Cup Winners Cup you know it's 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 this big myth that see you know but. Yeah, uh, I can't agree with that. Give it, give it 15, <laughs> 20 years, lads. It's going to be a completely different story, just as it has always been. You know, uh, it's, it'll take Villa, more. Villa yeah. were the biggest club in England back World War One days. You know, it'll take it'll take more. It'll take more than, than 15, 20 years. It'll take it'll take a little. Liverpool, take Liverpool I can understand because Liverpool have been competing, and yeah. and we can't compete at the same Liverpool if they've already got their previous fan base and they're still doing it. But you guys, uh... you're going to run out of money eventually, lads. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I can't believe none of you have mentioned that Newcastle are actually the biggest club in the um, 
in the country, in the world. I think of North East, right? Yeah, yeah. Biggest in East, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you never know though like like Sam's saying in 30 years time you don't know where football will be you don't know where we'll be because well, you've know. got a massive fan base I always yeah. think being a, a one team city is a massive advantage oh, it, it is really yeah. is you've got the whole reach I've, I've seen it you rarely it. see a something top or a rival top yeah we see and it's even on the kids now like obviously like us working with kids at the in, in the role we see the majority of kids now are Newcastle tops up north and you see the odd city yeah if you see a man like the top, you tell the kid to take it off and go put it in the bin. Uh, um, what? What? Sorry, did I hear that right? Yeah. <laughs> did you say frame it or put it in the bin? I thought, ah. in, in the bin, in the bin. Oh, no, 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 my neck has never been wrong. Frame it. <laughs> no, so, um, he's can't agree on who's the, the biggest club. So we're going to see if we agree on these three questions. There's little three little games here, yeah. Not not games, a little arguments for you guys to have. And you touched on it before, and I wanted you to wait. But the first one is Pep Guardiola versus Alex Ferguson. Who do you want coaching your team? I want to start this. Yeah, yeah, you, go on. You've got to allow me to start this. Go on, go on. Mate, what, one, one's, a, one's a genius. The other one's just a hype merchant. You know, you just get him in the dressing room, get him on. They had more money than everybody else. Like, you can't argue. You are joking. He bought you are joking. Pep buying the league. He bought the league. Look what he did with Rio. One, one beat Real Madrid in the final with... um. With an Aberdeen side um, that, that that shouldn't have even been challenging for top spot in Scotland, the, the other one, the other one c- couldn't win the Champions League with City, and he's been given, he's been given how much? Yes, his football's mint. Yes, he, but at Bayern he was given the players. At Barcelona he had Messi. So Sir Alex brought in clever transfers, and it, and he he was the best. He managed the club from top to bottom, and he was he he was he was phenomenal. Batman, he absolutely phenomenal. By the Pep's only fifty now. By the time Pep retires, if Pep continues to manage to least 70, 75, that's another twenty-five years. He's gonna completely outdone Fergie's record. You can say he managed better, better clubs, but look what he did with Barcelona's B team. He absolutely dominated the Barcelona's yeah. B team. A bunch of U players brought them through, made them what they were. You know, you had Iniesta, Xavi, like a lot of them, unbelievable, unbelievable players. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not dispelling that he's, that he's bad. I'm just saying he's 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 not as good as Fergie. Yeah, if you put Fergie's teams in these leagues now. Klopp and Pep would absolutely take them apart. The United because, teams in the past could not have technically kept up because 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 of the way football has gone now. I don't. I think if Fergie, I think if Fergie had stayed, Fergie would have evolved. He, he evolved. But yeah, ta- tactics. This is what I'm saying. The tactics have improved and improved and improved and yeah. improved. So like um, it's like it's like saying players of 20 years ago were as technically good as they are now. They just weren't. No. So like you got you got to say that relatively. Pep Guardiola is a better manager. Ferguson, no, was. no, yeah, because Ferguson, Ferguson's yeah. managed across several different decades. He's managed, he's managed several, um, several teams. He, he he's won, he's won the the domestic, uh, the treble in um in England. No, no other manager has done that. Like they, they um, name name me a manager. I know I'm living. I know you're going to say I'm living in, in the past again. But ninety nine is it's iconic. He. Uh, the ability to do that, um, you, you see how hard it is with um, Liverpool last season, and they were going for the quadruple, and, and they folded because they, the the amount of games that they have to play, and the man management he had, um, the the way he bench players, and I've heard stories, I've read his book about how he how he used to tell them uh, why they were benched, he used to give reasons, and he, I remember Patrice Evra telling a story saying 
um, he slated Patrice Ever in the dressing room um, at half time, saying, "Patrice, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that?" And he was, and he was by far the best player on the pitch. And it gave the other players a massive boost, as, as if to say, like, if he's doing bad, what are we doing? It's just those sorts of things that, that... I, I've I've seen Pep do this. I've seen I've seen us. I think it was we beat what in 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 the FA Cup in the FA Cup final. I think it was a ridiculous margin. It was like five or six. You know, I've seen him Sterling with his medal on, Pep tearing him down. Telling him what he hasn't done, you know, what he needs to do. Like, he got a proper dressing down. He came in, he benched Aguero. He kicked Joe Hart, who was the absolute legend of the club, out of the club. You know, he then, you know, in, in different matters, he went Eto, Ibra. He's done it the same everywhere he's gone. Again, you know, again. Pep, Pep doesn't... That is what you need, day. though. That is what you need in a top quality manager. You want someone yeah. who takes, takes charge of the dressing room. Um, and there's not, I don't, to be fair, there's not a lot between them in that, in that sense, but I just, I just can't get over the, the, the 13 Premier League titles Fergie's won, the span he had on the Premier League alone. And don't get me wrong, Pep Guardiola is going about it that way, but I don't think he's had the same competition. Like Fergie, um, same competition, mate. This Fergie, side's won, been to the Champions League final. Fergie was competing, he was competing with a prime Chelsea, 05, 06, the, the away record, no, the home record that they had was in 05, 06. He had the Invincibles in 03, 04. That period of time, he had Liverpool winning the Champions League in 05. Those top, the top four were, were arguably the four best teams in Europe at, at that time. And Fergie was managing and still winning Premier League titles. And it's just, and it, I can't. I, Pep's not. Pep's. Pep's had what he's had. He's had Liverpool for what three seasons, and maybe he's got Arsenal this season. I don't think so. But I just don't think. Whether whether it's because whether it's because maybe his team is that good, but there's no competition in the rest of them. I just don't believe it. I just. This is why I think he's a ball fraud. I think uh, Ferguson got out at the right time. You know, I think he he, yeah. he, he knew yeah. it was going to get harder for him, and the game was going to change. He was a clever uh, like that. I don't it think just it shows was. that he tactically couldn't keep up with the, the modern Possibly, area. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it was competition, that. But Chelsea won the Champions League. We played against them. Liverpool. I mean, Pep, Pep's been against a lot of really hard teams, man. Look at the Real Madrid team that he absolutely battered, True. you know, every single year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy statements, mate. I mean, you look at the quality back in the day of, of, of United against Arsenal and, and, you know, the boys. It's... They were really good, but then so was this this current. I mean, I've never seen the Premier League so stacked from top to bottom as it is now. And look at the points totals Pep's blown up. Like, I mean, I've, look how much money that. I mean, Lodi's just gone to Forest, who's a starting player for Atletico Madrid, who played in the Champions League, and he was essentially gone to a relegation side. battle. I mean, the Premier League is unreal at the moment, and we're still putting out like ninety plus points every single season. Yeah. I mean, it's unreal. I, I, I yeah. I can I can I can agree that, that the Premier League is the Premier League is is phenomenally like stats like you don't this is this is the best league in the world and anyone would anyone would pay give so any money to, to play in it. And yeah, he's, he's popping out 90 points. But I wonder at the top, is it is it is it where is it where it was? Um I mean we could debate all day. But going back to what you say, Kyle, about Fergie getting out of the right time, I don't think it was tactically. I think he saw what was happening at the yeah, club. Yeah. He saw he saw the takeover. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he. He, he wasn't. He couldn't handle it tactically because he won the league, and I think it was the right time to go because he'd won the league. He went out. He went out on a high. Yeah. Um, but he saw what was happening in the club, and he knew that it was just gonna. It was going downhill. Uh, sort of since the the Glazers. Had, it was probably uh, the opposite of what Wenger did, wasn't it? Where Wenger probably stayed too long. Yeah. yeah. He got forced out the club while 
Ferguson yeah. went on his terms, went on a high. So I agree with that. Next one takes yeah. us into the final little, the final little bite that we're going to try to get is the two players. So two players from each team. I want you to compare quick as you can. You can have a minute to do it. So Haaland versus Ronaldo in the prime. We'll go prime Ronaldo. Make it a little bit easier. But Haaland oh, versus Ronaldo, go. Come on. Prime in that you can't at the moment, right? Don't get me wrong, that man is stupidly frustrating as a United fan to, to, yeah. to just watch him play. And he's he's he, I think he could he could possibly well, he is gonna he is gonna break records, isn't he? Let's let's not let's let's be serious. But Ronaldo is is one of the, the best players of all time. I, I've seen videos of Ronaldo in you know, recently of him back in the day, and he was just tearing defenders apart. I've never seen anything like he was embarrassing. Yeah, so was at the but moment, it's just no. too different. Haaland bullies people. Yeah. yeah. Ronaldo mocks people. Like, I can't. There, there was levels between the two. I think Haaland is a better, way better finisher, way better runs, all this and that. But Ronaldo's a winger back in the day. I think they're more comparable more recently. Like for Real I think, Madrid. Yeah. I think, I think Ronaldo's played a lot more similar to Haaland as now. And I think Haaland's a better. He's a freak of nature, Haaland. Athletic. I mean, look at Ronaldo. He used to jump over people's heads. But Haaland's like on steroids of that. It's crazy. I think yeah. you just, it's hard to compare him. But I think Haaland, yeah. As he's so young as well, I don't think, I don't think he's, I don't, I don't think he's even reached his sort no, of prime. He's, he's, had, now, he's yeah. had 80 games in the Premier League, so you yeah. can't compare him to Ronaldo. So I think he's always got to be Ronaldo in this, on this day. Um, but don't we'll, we'll come back when Holland turns 28 and we're on, we're on episode <laughs> it's broken them all. a thousand. Holland's brought every record. I'm crying again sure. after the derby. We'll come back to this. Right, <laughs> next one. You've got a minute again. De Bruyne versus Rooney in his prime. A little bit of different oh. players, but I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're, but they're your superstars. Ro- Rooney was a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I mean, from Everton, such a young age, he burned himself out far too young. Played too much as a kid, like 16 or whatever it was. Yeah. He, he finished like 30. I mean, I remember seeing Ronaldo. Ronaldo's like 30, what is it, 38 now? 37, almost. 37 38, yeah. I think. 37, 38. Rooney in his 30, early 30s, he's out at Derby, he's out in America. He's, he's just doing all these things in America, you know. He's just finished way too early. And I don't think you can be an all-time great. Like, he's, he's an all-time great, but I don't think you can be like the pinnacle if you yeah. don't have the maintenance in, in your, your lifespan. I'm looking at the Bruyne now. Ever since, even at Wolfsburg, he was incredible and he's come now and I think he's the best Premier League midfielder of all time. I, th- I think he's going to end that way. He's going that way. I ag- better than Lampard, better wow. than Gerrard. He's unbelievable. Wow. He, he literally dragged us the title I last year. It. I've never seen anything like it. He dragged us. He was scoring goals. He just changed completely how he played. Instead of getting assists, he was just banging in worldies. You look at his highlight reel. He looked like the best player of all time, mate. He's hitting like 40, 50 yards, screamers with his left foot. Scoring left-footed hat-tricks. Like, he d- just beat up Wolves last season. Disgusting. The Can desire. I, I seem to disagree with that. There. I I don't I don't I can't agree with that. There. I, um. Who's 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 a better midfielder then? Who is better than De Bruyne? That's the way it sort of goals. No, no, shut up, man. Goals isn't top four. No, mate. Yes, he that is. What, yes. Oh, oh my god! If you know, if you know, he's on Fabregas's level. Like, oh, wow, he's on Fabregas's level. Wow, wow. If you ask Pep, if you not, oh, this is frustrating me now. If you've asked Pep. 
who he wanted to manage um, in that United team. He said, he said, he said, he said, I really want to manage Scholes. Everyone like Iniesta, Chavi, they've all said Scholes is the best midfielder. Like, what more evidence do you want? The, yeah, the give it ten years. See what all, the, all the Premier League players now are saying about De Bruyne. Well, because that boy is—he was, he was good at Scholes, but he wasn't—he's he's never the best midfielder ever. De Bruyne's fully footed. He doesn't have a weakness in his game. I, I genuinely got—he gets back. He defends. You know, he runs in transition. He's one of the quickest players I've ever seen. Like he, he just whips the ball, whips a ball in across. He completely dominates the game. Rooney, Rooney was an animal though. Rooney was an animal in that in he that was, front three of Tevez, the, Ronaldo. He on him to, but he's still, you know, but he's still on that level. He's still got, his, his, he's still got United top goal scorer. He's still got United top goal scorer. He's got, um, he's got. He had England's top goal scorer just before Kane broke it. Um, <clears> uh, he's he's on he's on the Premier League list and. Um, I just don't think the, the desire he has to play and, and the way he played, um, it wasn't necessarily as elegant as De Bruyne, um, but he'd hit a world. He'd, he'd be in the box there for a tapping. Even, even in his later days, he'd drop in, he'd drop in, in midfield and, and was able to spray those passes. That goal against West Ham from the halfway on, that just shows his, his ping. The ball, um, uh, was it Rudy's ball to Van Persie that, he volley, that Van Persie volleyed in, I think? Um it, it, like I just, Villa, yeah. I, you talk, you're talking, you're talking, um, like De Bruyne. I've seen, I've seen De Bruyne pin. pull off passes that I, I would have thought would be impossible. Oh, the I outside, agree, but he's, you know, he's like, you look at, you oh, De Bruyne, yeah. De Bruyne, just, just there's things that he does that no person on the planet can do, you know. And obviously, Rooney was that good, but there's not, there's like, there's levels, and De Bruyne is just above everybody, head and shoulders. He's best midfielder in the world right now. He's going to go down as the best City player of all time, in my opinion. I love Aguero. I love Aguero. Aguero is unreal. But in terms of just trophies, ability, De Bruyne is just by a mile. He's, you look at him, he's, he's won back-to-back player of the years. He's, yeah. he's just, everyone respects him. And, he and so he's unreal. I have, I know you guys have training. Um, there was one more thing to do. We were going to ask you to do a combined team, but we do a little thing as... As the They're not making any in our team, lad. We do a thing called Have You Stay. So what I'm going to ask you to send me across in the group chat is a combined yeah. team from the past cool. and a combined team oh, from the okay. present. I'll send me that. that across and we're going to put out the listeners to see if they can beat your team. That's what all we right, do cool. this podcast. So I think that thing's perfectly because we are, and we have unfortunately run out of time for you guys because you're going to have uh, to, to train. But boys, that's been absolutely fantastic. No. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been great. Obviously used to best of mates but follow different teams <laughs> we'll sort it out of training so, in a bit. oh yes let's yeah, see who, who can come out and, come out <laughs> and again, training yeah. <laughs> boys it's been fantastic and I hope you enjoy your night in training Perfect. and we'll yeah, definitely right. get his on again maybe later on in the season when Haaland's Harlan, got 100 goals and my oh, United sure. relegation <laughs> boys it's been a pleasure <laughs> yeah. the People's Football Thanks Podcast and we will see you all later the People's Football Podcast is looking for fans to come on our brand new spin-off show the Friday Night Fan Night if you're a loyal supporter to any club please reach out at one of our socials and we will fit you on this show and you can fight for your club even though the dancing's done don't worry cause the night is young who cares where we go